anything I have to answer for, Kay, you have to answer for, too. What? You were with me all the way. Zach, did you kill someone? D- no, I ate the last cookie. <gasps> you have a taste for it now. Are we going to start this party or are you going to let me go? Zach, I don't have anything to let you go from. You're just sitting there. Well, what really bothers you is that you know I'm right. I will not agree that Hellmouth is the demon's name. You need me to toe the line because if you see me being bad, it'll tempt you. Zach, I know what you're feeling. I'm feeling it too. This week, the Buffy gays initiate a dramatic face-heel turn and discuss Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 15, Consequences. We'll work through a complicated moral conundrum and give some behind-the-scenes trivia. We'll betray our fellow Chosen One and rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the episode as we ask our vampire boyfriend to help out our Slayer girlfriend. So head out to search the docks, sneak into the deputy mayor's office, and make sure not to distinguish between murder and manslaughter in this week's episode of Buffy Gays. Quiet. Okay. Hello, all. I'm Kyle, and I'm Zach, and we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth, we invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze! Zachary. Well, hi there. How might you be doing this fine evening? Why, I'm positively enchanted. I am positively positive positively I can't think of a good P word. I'm preposterous, perplexed, poindexter. Perturbed. Perturbed. I am positively Perky. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Really testing out those pop filters today. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed our little potiversary celebration. And if you didn't, you could go fuck yourself. (laughs) Well, (laughs) shit. Kyle has not changed on his stance. I have not. I I will not. I will not let myself be silenced. I will defend to the death the right to potiversary. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was a, a little fun, little fun thing for us. Hopefully, it was fun for you. If uh, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future we'll revisit some other episodes. Like I think, <laughs> I think it would be fun as like a bonus episode someday to go back to Teacher's Pet, mm-hmm. and like uh, fun for whom. <laughs> right <laughs> and like i don't like prophecy girl and halloween and stuff like that mm, mm. uh so you know just just little ideas mm. we're i'm mm. throwing around throwing around there mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh 
<laughs> All right, Zach, do you have any trivia for us about consequences? I do. <gasps> you do. Consequences first aired on Tuesday, February 16th, 1999. Tuesday? The- yep. <laughs> the episode was directed by Michael Gershman, who previously directed Passion. Oh, it's been a while, Gershman. It's been a minute. I When I saw the name, I was like, wait, is this a new one? And I was like, no, I think I remember it. And then, damn, that was lo a. Lo and behold, there he was in the spreadsheet. That was a well directed episode. Mm-hmm. So was this. The willow fish scene really mm. gets you, you know? Mm. Yep. <laughs> so fishy. All those fish sticks. Yes. <laughs> As everyone who listens recalls. Naturally. <laughs> Anyway, um, so this is uh, the third episode in which Buffy is involved in a murder investigation. Oh, yeah. We had Becoming Part 2, and why can't I think of the other one? You blocked it out. Oh, no. Was it... uh... Wait, what was it? It's just not... You're just not wired that way. Oh, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I totally I definitely did block that one out. So, uh yeah. And it says uh both of the previous cases were investigated by the same detective, Paul Stein. Uh So, I is... should have checked that because I was like I remember watching it and being like this is the same guy from yeah, before. Yeah. When well you when you said that what came to my brain was it's impressive how I have not remembered him any of the times. Yeah. Well, he's very—he's only in the episode for like ten seconds every time. Um, so okay, here's another one. When Buffy confronts Faith at the docks, the ship in the background is the Tanager. Oh, says you can actually see it on the side when they uh, are doing the wide shot, and uh, that same ship is uh, featured in the movie The Usual Suspects. Huh, interesting. Yeah, little tidbit. Uh, also. The uh, IMDb pointed this out. Oz does not appear in this episode. It's true. He is conspicuously absent. So he is credited. Yeah, it would be a lot. The Willow crying scene would be a lot weirder if Oz were around. Right. Uh, oh man, I can't wait to talk about. That. <laughs> um, he was filming uh, Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me at the time. Oh. So yeah. Uh, and according to IMDb, this is the only time during season three that a main character is absent. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and this episode, which I mean, I don't know how trivia, I guess it's sort of trivia, but it's just an interesting thing to kind of segue into the episode is that this is the first time that Buff, like the Scoobies and Buffy actually get some sort of evidence that the mayor is not on the up and up. Oh, yeah. It's true. Because we've been seeing it this whole time, uh-huh. him doing weird shady stuff. But he's always just like, just out of sight. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yep. So, now they know. They sure do. All right, well, that's it. The writer of this episode is Marty Noxon. The r- last episode she wrote was The Wish. So, mm. welcome back, Marty Noxon. We love your work. And that is on that. Zach, do you want to give our disclaimer? Why, certainly. Now it's time for the statement where we do our deep dive into the episode and share our thoughts and feelings. But be not afeared, for sh- we shan't spoil anything. We shan't! We shan't spoil anything that hadn't happened <laughs> beyond this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> <That doesn't make laughs> <sense>. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not going to spoil uh, spoil anything that hasn't. Wait, no, it makes sense. That okay. hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So uh, we'll only be talking up through the end of this episode. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, don't worry. And we will only share the cheekiest foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest. You've got a cheek on your first day. <laughs> All right. Let's get the fuck started. We start with the previously on Buffy, which was. You're fired. Yes, we have. Uh, well, it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah, it was the the little <laughs> the sentence before that this time. Yes, <laughs> they do not want you to forget that Giles was fired. Uh-huh. <laughs> we remember. Forget. <laughs> we remember. There's a new watcher in town. We remember. Want to take have. Mm-hmm. We see their little bad girls bender. Alan mm-hmm. dying. Faith saying she dumped his body and that she doesn't care that she killed him. <gasps> Gas. And we start with bubbles. 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 <laughs> That re- it reminds me of uh, Finding Nemo, where the uh, was it the starfish? I don't know. One of the fish in the tank is like bubbles, 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 bubbles. You don't, don't <laughs> you don't. Remember. Well, it happens. I just remember you touched the butt. Yes, and uh, that's it. All right. <laughs> so Buffy is swimming toward the surface in some water, but Alan grabs her foot and starts to pull her down. Eventually, he disappears, and she emerges only for Faith to be there and push her back down by her face. Ermacard. So I wonder, is this a prophecy dream, mm-hmm. or is this just a guilty dream? We may never know. We may never know. Who knows about dreams in this series, for real? I mean... She does dream about Faith betraying her. That's true. Faith betrays her. Uh, uh, perhaps. Multiple times. Interesting that she didn't tell anyone about this dream. I guess it mm. makes sense. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. She's still reeling. So she wakes up, not really with a start this time. <laughs> it's pretty calm. This we- scene. Okay. I just want to say about this scene. It's very like light in terms of what's going on uh-huh. but like like visually but very like heavy with meaning yes 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 because there's like normally i'm doing the cold open and i'm like my keyboard going like because i'm trying i'm like there's like zinger after zinger that uh-huh. i'm trying to type down yeah. and there's barely any dialogue yeah it's very somber uh, there's so- lots of sad clarinet. We love you, Christoph Beck. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he loves sad clarinet. He, he loves does. he loves low flute. He loves an alto or a bass oh, flute. Yeah. I wrote yeah. I wrote sad clarinet later when she's sitting next to Willow in the uh, mm-hmm. in the high school and they're having their awkward uh, <laughs> little chat. It's really interesting. These episodes really feel like a two parter. Uh huh. I mean, I mean, it's a continuation of the story, but it's just like a big overarching story between the two episodes. Yeah. Cause this, ha- this is happening literally the next day. Like Buffy is sleeping like right after they kill Baltazar. Baltazar. Mm. So, uh, the news is on in Joyce's room and Buffy walks down the hall to watch, uh, to watch it from outside the door. They found Alan's body. Like it didn't take them very long. It's literally the same night. What time is it? I imagine it's like, early morning like 2 or 3 a.m something like joyce that. is just like up in her room well yeah because she says later she got home at 1 a.m well you you know moms do that shit like moms can't sleep or it's like <laughs> pre-dawn they're too she's watching like 5 a.m news or something yeah they're too anxious about everything i would also just like to take a moment to add a disclaimer that if i still sound kind of weird i am still getting over some kind of he's real stuffy allergy thing yeah so um 
the mayor is giving a statement. He says Alan was not just a great co-worker. He was also a close personal friend. And my lover. Yes. <laughs> and he won't rest until whoever did it is found and brought to justice. And Joyce is like, oh, Buffy, there you are. This is terrible, isn't it? And Buffy doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the intro. Dun, dun, dun. When we oh. cut... Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. Keep oh. going. Keep okay. Going. Never mind. <laughs> when we cut back from the intro, uh, Wesley is telling her she wants her to look into it, but she's uh, really reluctant about it. And Faith's kind of smug. She's like, "Well, let's just do what he says, Buffy." She's really smudge and arrogant. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "I think it merits investigation," even though Giles is disagreeing with him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Giles is like, uh, "Well, if you ask me," and Wesley's like, "Well, I don't believe I did ask you." And they're they're cl- they're button heads some more, mm. uh, and Giles is like, well, considering the success of your previous venture about Balthazar, because Wesley's a shitty watcher. Fuck yeah. you, bitch. Well, the watchers are shitty. That's true. Uh, Cordelia comes in and she's like, not to interrupt, but to interrupt. I need a psychology books, and uh, <laughs> she notices Wesley and she calls him Giles, the next generation, Freudian. which I guess is a, what, which I guess is a. Degrassi reference was Degrassi the next generation on at that time what what do you not know what Degrassi is oh the next generation I just missed what you somehow my brain didn't Uh, register that I mean there are lots of things there's other the next generation the x-men the next generation okay I don't think was out at this point but I know Joss Whedon worked on that gotcha uh it came out after this I think but the only next generation well that that is a comic I think that existed well maybe Star Trek the next generation because like it's not like a phrase that no one would use but also like i was wondering if there are any other pop culture like properties that yeah several many several many so uh, (laughs) she's like he introduces himself as wesley Wyndham price and this is where i wanted to mention that every time i say his name i think of brooke Wyndham from legally blonde (laughs) the woman with the the exercise tapes who Mm. gets arrested because uh her daughter kills her husband I'll give you one even more obscure. Or her stepdaughter. Makes me think of Mr. Wyndham, who is the bad guy in Xenon Girl of the 21st century. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> or wait, is it 23rd century? 21st? 20 I think it's 21st. 20. Wait. I think it's 21st. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway. Cetus uh, Lapidus. Cetus Lapidus. So she's like, I like a man with two last names. And he thinks she she's a teacher. And then she's like, I take psychology. And he's like, oh, bleh. and Giles is like, she's a student. And what, he does this little move with his hand. Uh-huh. He's like kind of still holding onto her hand. And then he like jerks it back. like, Whoa. Yes. And he says, I'm here to watch girls. Well, the these girls. Bleh. And Cordelia is like, I think I, it's about time we got some fresh blood around here. <laughs> he says, fresh. Yes. It's so it's so awkward. It's really weird. Like, I mean, Alexis Denzoff is an attractive man. Alexa thinks we were just talking to her in the other room. Anyway. She who must not be named. Yes. Uh, he's a you know attractive man, yeah. but it's just like the character of Wes. The idea of the character of Wesley being attractive to Cordelia is funny to me. Yeah, and weird. This uh, yeah, and the the whole thing just in general is weird. And what I don't like is the uh, 
Oh, because Faith makes a jailbait comment after yes. she leaves, and he's like, "She's cheeky, isn't she?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's it's so gross to me." And like, it, yeah. this is so completely unnecessary. Yeah, and it's so it's so weird. Like, do, it's like Joss Whedon just needed like uh, a grown man to have like to be an horny issue. for Cordelia. Yeah, an issue with someone who's like quote unquote barely legal, which is a gross vomity. Mm. phrase to use to describe a person vomitrocious yeah i don't i don't i do i don't particularly like it like no me either even if she is 18 she's like still a high schooler and it's like it's back to the it's back to the angel thing which is also like weird and icky sometimes but also like they at least you have the factor of like it's a supernatural thing and buffy is a slayer and like the power dynamic isn't exactly the same as it would be if they were just two regular people Mm -hmm. uh but this is it's just like it's not like the worst thing like she is presumably around 18 but it's also still a little icky and i don't like it especially the jailbait comment which also not that I care too much about the word jailbait's uh, true definition, but like if she is 18, that's not jailbait. Anyway. And also, why is this grown man in the school with children where he doesn't work? <laughs> and whom he wants to bang. Yeah. Is, anyway. So it's very strange. I don't love it. Uh, Buffy. Yeah, the whole, that whole storyline could be just cut out and I wouldn't mind. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. So Buffy and Faith leave. Uh, they're like off to patrol. And Wesley's like, I'm resolved on the matter of this murder. I want to know. And Faith's like, fine by me. And she and Buffy leave. And I also think it's a little weird that Wesley is preoccupied with this. Like, and they bring it up. They're like, this is just like a human thing. Like, we don't need to worry too much about it. And he's like, no, I want to know. Supernatural or not. And it's it's kind of weird how resolute he is on it. Natural or super. I want yes. To know. <laughs> well, I mean, he has to be to create dramatic tension. In it's the true. Episode <laughs> from a story perspective. And I mean, he is not, you know, a great, he hasn't been making great watching decisions so far. So it makes sense I, that he would make another well, one. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, I feel like, too, he probably wants to bounce back from the box uh, true he needs a like, win <laughs> well one he wants a win and two he wants to like try to like exert this kind of authority control like he's still in the whole like i uh-huh. can control buffy and faith i right. have, i can tell them what to do and it's that like will a, ma- mean something it's like a first year teacher mm-hmm. so buffy and faith go into an empty classroom and Faith's like you're gonna rat me out and buffy's like well we do have to tell someone i can't just like keep pretending like this and she's like well you can pretend angel's still dead when you need to protect him you know i gotta say Faith is morally incorrect here, but I mean, that's actually kind of a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) she didn't know what was going on with Angel at that time. And she's like, well, not telling will make things worse. And that leads me to believe that Buffy learned a lesson from that Mm. because not telling anyone about that made things worse. And Faith's like, worse than jail for the rest of my life. You're a part of this, Buffy. You were with me there all the way. And Buffy just kind of sits down to think. You're a part of this. B. B. And yeah, so Faith does, like, she very clearly is like, just doesn't want to talk about this. She's like, we're going to leave it behind us and no one's going to know and everything's going to be fine, which we we know is not going to be true. And (laughs) literally last night she was like, I weighted the body down and dumped it in a river. No one's going to find it. And they found it like a matter of hours later. Right. 
Faith's really shitty at body dumping. Yes. <laughs> She's so bad at crying. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Faith leaves and uh, Buffy goes to join Willow in a love seat in the school lounge cafeteria. I can't It's that little, you know, the, that the little, little lounge, student area. lounge area gotcha. that appeared sometimes, this season. Yes. Sometimes they are. No, it was in season or two. appeared last season. Yeah. Uh, but like sometimes they go there and it looks to me like they're also in the cafeteria. Anyway, well, it's because of that weird mural thing on the wall behind. Yeah, them. Willow's wearing her trademark overalls. I love it, mm-hmm. and she like she's kind of like awkward looking, and they like both start to talk at the same time after Buffy tells her Faith bounced, and this is of course fallout from the whole thing where. She was like, I want to come with you. And Buffy's like, no, this is like Slayer stuff. dangerous. It's Slayer things. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. You're a Slayer. And uh, they like. Because that's how Buffy talks, you know. (laughs) Yes. And they're going to try. They're about to like try to talk to each other about stuff. But Willow's like, "Eh, you know what? I'm late. I'm meeting Michael the Warlock to to go derat Amy. Amy. Uh And they're both just like, bye. And Buffy. that goes. (laughs) Yes. And Buffy continues to sit. Uh, I'm glad we're bringing up Michael again. I wish we saw more of Michael. Mm. Poor yeah, guy. The, the obviously gay warlock guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, we already have one gay character in the show. We can't have another, Zach. We do? Larry. <laughs> oh, he just hasn't been here since like the first episode. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, he was in The Wish, remember? Divish. Oh, right. He was one of Giles' uh, little vampire hunter posse white hats Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh we see a little crime scene investigation at the scene of alan's murder (gasps) murder (laughs) jesus Uh, or judas (laughs) (laughs) anyway gosh kyle learn your vines yeah i will learn my vines um oh yeah i wrote first of all i called this last scene with buffy and willow sad clarinet solo scene yes and secondly this transition into this police scene was very like gong and it was like police yes <laughs> um like come on law and order a little timeline thing here this woman's like she says she heard a, s- a man scream at like seven or maybe eight and that happened like right before the confrontation with balthazar so what was buffy doing between actually no she went to go see faith so that's that counts for all that time never mind because she got home at like one o'clock and i was like what was buffy doing before she got home cardigan lady isn't sure why you're really trying to nail this timeline down (laughs) i guess to the minute um uh, an angel is lurking around the crime scene investigation and with remembers day old blood that is looking very fresh. It looks very fresh. It looks very like shiny. It looks like the corn syrup was just poured. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. And uh, he remembers seeing the blood on Buffy's hand last mm. night. Wasn't until I was washing the blood off my hands that I even knew, knew they he were was dead. dead. <laughs> uh, back flips, front flips, spread eagle. <laughs> and they were doing number 17. The, the spread, spread eagle. eagle. <laughs> uh, anyway. Congratulations, Jinx Monsoon, on being in mm. uh, Chicago on Broadway. Yes. <laughs> Mom is good to you. That's right. Uh, so we cut to a paper shredder in the mayor's office, and he's like, this is supposed to cheer me up. It's supposed to be fun. And I agree. It's fun shredding papers. True. It's not giving him the yaya. When I uh, <laughs> when I started my teaching, my first teaching job, the teacher before me had been the coordinator for like special education stuff and had so much paperwork like in this locked room. And I was like, hey, what do you guys want me to do with this? And they're like, I just shred it. And I was like, 
okay, I'm glad it's me and like maybe not someone untrustworthy or something. And I got to shred so many papers. It was so cool. You're, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to shred all of that every year. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Rip. Um, I didn't say anything. So, <laughs> hey, I, I did the right thing. Mm. I'm not implicated in anything. Oh, no, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, saying yeah, anything I know, about I know. you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's like, it's supposed to cheer me up, and uh, but he's not getting the yayas. So um, he's like, I don't understand why Alan would leave such a paper trail. Was he going to betray me? And uh, I had forgotten about this until you mentioned it when we did Bad Girls. I was like, oh, yeah, we don't know why I was there. Like, what mm. was he going to do? Right. I like to think there's this backstory where Alan wanted out. He's like, this yeah. is nuts. I did not sign up for this. I signed up for deputy mayoring. And then I'm like, oh, this guy's making deals with literal demons. Well, and he was also like, uh, I mean, there was that one time with the, was it the sisters of Jay? Or was it something else where he, uh, uh, it was the guys with the swords where, uh, the the guy was in the cabinet and no that was in bad girls wasn't it that vampire was in the cabinet and he's like there was supposed to be a guard here or something like that like maybe he was he was trying to let the guy get yeah maybe twist Uh uh-huh so um alan was a secret assassin yeah perhaps uh and so well the vampire would have been the assassin he was just on the dark web looking for vampires Mm. (laughs) so He's like, too bad he's da- dead. I can't scold him now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Trick has something he thinks will cheer up the mayor. Uh, the wooden, s- the uh, w- the wound in Alan's chest had wooden splinters in it. So Guys. Smart Money says it was a slayer. And the mayor's like, do you think he talked to him? And <laughs> Mr. Trick's like, well, whatever he had to say, uh, they didn't like. Yeah, he was like, do you think he tried to talk to them? And he's like, if he did, I think he said the wrong thing. <laughs> I, I, I literally just said that. So. I guess that is Zach, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Zach forgot that. You didn't say exactly the quote. You okay. Said slightly different. Well, Zach forgot that I said that while he was blowing his no, nose. No, I didn't. <laughs> he's like, oh, I had I had to focus too much on the I snot coming out of I to say the me. exact quote. <laughs> and I was trying to get you to stop for a long time before you said that. I understand. You were. He was waving a tissue at me. Uh, so, uh, he's like, oh, a sl- the mayor's like, a slayer up for murder one? That's sunshine and roses to me. It really is. And he, like, gives a little cackle, which is very funny to me. <laughs> uh, we cut to break, and, uh, we come back to Buffy and Faith. And I guess they're, are they breaking into, is this City Hall, or is it a different building with city Alan's Hall, office right? in it? Yeah, I, f- I figured it was City Hall. Where the mayor's office is, yeah. But then, like, I guess... They they see Mr. Trick and the mayor coming out of some room, and Mr. Trick and the mayor are like, oh, no, they saw us stealing or whatever. And why would that be weird if they were just in some room in City Hall? That's right? where the mayor's office is. Yeah, so why would it be weird that the mayor and Mr. Trick are there? Why is it weird that the mayor is hanging out with a vampire? Well, they don't... I, I mean, Yeah, they do. Do they... Mr. Trick is oh, the guy yeah. who tried to kill them. Uh, yeah, they. I forgot that Mr. Trick was down. Oh, and they well, fought no, him a couple times. No, but the mayor and Mr. Trick were worried about that before Mr. Trick came to fight them at the end of the episode. But I do now remember that they did that. Buffy did fight Mr. Trick in Band Candy, and she he is the one that narrated the video for Slayer Fest '98. That's true. They know also. he's a vampire. 
Okay, okay. So, but it's like, but they made it seem like the weird thing was that they were stealing. And I was like, I don't know. No, he said, he, she saw us together thick as thieves. Like, she knows we're in on something together. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, it, so, wasn't, it wasn't about the stealing. Okay, I'm, I'm less confused now. <laughs> so, they, they've broken into City Hall. They're looking through Alan's office. And uh, face like uh, way this guy was boring. The way I see it, I did the world a favor, and I was like, "Jeez, face." <laughs> and she's she, Buffy's like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "Lighten up a little, B." Uh, and then she sees a little picture of him with the mayor, and she's like, "He came out of nowhere." So she's she's like snapping out of it a little bit, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "Snap out of it." And Buffy's like, "I know," and she's kind of like ready to have a heart to heart, and face like, "Whatever, I'm not looking to hug and cry and learn and grow. It happened. It just happened quick, you know." Hmm. So Faith's really trying to push down her feelings about mm. this. And there are parts of this episode where they try to make it really evident. And there are other parts of the episode where it's like, Faith is bad now. Which is, it's like a little bit, it's, it feels a little inconsistent sometimes. She's trying to do the turn it off like a light switch thing. Yes. Turn it off. Like a light, light switch. switch. Uh, so they find that there's all this, uh, there's like nothing in the office. And face like you think it's some kind of conspiracy, and Buffy's like, "Well, yeah, all this stuff is gone. Uh, someone didn't want to want us to prove something." And uh, that's when they start to leave, and they see Mister Trick and the mayor leaving the mayor's office. And uh, the mayor saying, "Get as many men on it as you can. We'll be wanting to turn up the heat. Mm. Mm, the heat. I'm so heat hot. Let me up to a sensible seventy-four. <laughs> <laughs> A sensible 74 degrees. Yes. <laughs> I would, uh, oh, I forget what she says, like, salter over to the thermostat, walk sensually up mm-hmm. to the thermostat. And <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy and Faith leave, and Faith's like, ooh, the mayor's a black hat. Isn't that, that's like from Westerns, right? Like the term black hats and white hats? Yes, yeah, from Westerns. Zach has determined that, yes, it is from Westerns. Where the bad guys wore black hats, and the good guys wore white or other light colors. So uh, Buffy's uh, face like, that's a shocker, huh? And Buffy's like, yeah, actually, I didn't get the bad guy vibe from him. And that's when Faith is like, nine times out of ten, the face people are showing you isn't the real one. And Buffy's like, yeah, you would know Faith. (laughs) So many layers here. Uh, the she's scene is like a glass onion. Yeah. Oh, the truth is evident in the center or whatever. <laughs> mm. So um, watch Glass Onion if you haven't. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Buffy's like, you're acting all zippity doodah, but you just killed a man like not 24 hours ago. That's why I'm. That's why I keep thinking about the timeline. And uh, she's like, I'm feeling it too. I feel dirty, and I'm just hoping it was a nightmare. And she's like, Faith, I just need to talk to Giles about this. And Faith's like, no, we're not bringing anyone into this. I feel fine. Uh, and if it doesn't blow over, we I'll just go to the docks. And Buffy's like, just live with it. See him every day for the rest of your life. And uh, Faith's like, I'm not going to see anything. I'm sorry, but it happens. How many? And she talks about how many people they've saved and how that should negate this bad thing that might have happened. And she's like, and Buffy's like, we help people. We can't just do whatever we want. And uh, so they're just having this argument about whether they're above, like, having to feel bad about this situation. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Buffy is saying they can't pass judgment like we're better than everyone else. And Faith insists that they are better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that uh, p- because people need them to survive and no one's going to cry over some random bystander. Buffy says that she is and Faith says, your loss. So we have this, uh, so we're bringing up the actual like moral quandary of this. Like mm-hmm. Faith is like, it was she a little bit has kind of a point like she's like well we've done so many good things like this doesn't just like negate all of that right and we can have like a murder every few right exactly and it kind of feels like maybe she's trying to convince herself of that perhaps Mm -hmm. it's like well in the like grand calculus of the universe like this isn't a (laughs) come on dr strange yes this is like a like a relatively small thing and Buffy's argument is that, like, we still have to hold ourselves accountable for this kind of stuff. And I just want to point out, uh, like, this was an accident. Right. I was thinking about that, too. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, we're both kind of going the same place. But, yeah, like, they don't really discuss too much about is, like, she didn't. It's not like she intentionally stabbed him. Yeah. And that's another, like, little inconsistency in this episode. Because, like, one minute they're like, well, you, it wasn't your fault, Faith, or like, you didn't mean to. And then the next minute they're like, Faith murdered someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why I wrote into our little intro bit the thing about uh, not distinguishing murder from manslaughter. Right. Well, because I guess the reason they sort of do that is because of the complete lack of remorse. Mm hmm. Well, the supposed complete lack of remorse. Right, or the outward, yes. Uh-huh. So, but, uh, Joyce answers the door for Buffy when she gets home, and there is a detective in there, and Buffy's like, shit, not the fuck again. God damn it. Because <laughs> remember the last time she had police at her house uh, was in Becoming Part 2, and Joyce kicked her out like shortly afterwards. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, she there. There's this whole scene where they're interrogating Faith and Buffy, and it like flip flops between them. Uh, they like have sort of consistent stories, but they don't line up completely. Like Faith was like, "We were watching a movie." Buffy says, "We were watching an infomercial," and uh, they reveal they know the weapon was made out of wood. <laughs> they're like faith does this mean anything and she's like uh this guy wasn't hip to the bronze bronze age or something like yeah. that and then of course like the most telling lines are the last two where faith he's like he says to both of them essentially like if you're trying to cover up for somebody let me know and she faith says i'm not the throw myself on the sword type and uh-huh. buffy says i wish i could help you Mm-hmm. Yes, very telling. And we see the angel has been lurking. Just a creep. It's his <laughs> he's a professional lurker. That's true. We're back to season one, Angel. He's mm-hmm. he's back to his lurking ways. I mean it it does come in handy. It's in true. this episode, uh-huh. I guess. It's very important. It's like if kinda he values seems, Xander's life. It kinda seems at first when he remembers the blood thing that he that it's like, Oh, is Angel gonna think Buffy did it? But that doesn't that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see Willow on the computer in her room, and I wrote Buffy knocks on her door window. Is this is she on has French doors that open to the outside yeah, yeah. of her house? I know because Angel went in through them, and they conveniently forgot about those doors in uh, Gingerbread. <laughs> right. Um. But so is Willow's room on the first floor or the? Yeah. I, is that? I thought it was on the second floor for some reason. I don't think her house has two floors. It doesn't look like doesn't it. it? Anyway, I haven't. I didn't pay enough attention, but I guess it's on the first floor. Anyway, hers is definitely on the ground floor. 
I wonder if Sheila still doesn't want Buffy to hang out with that Willow. That Bunny Summers. That Bunny Summers. Well, Willow said she did this selective memory thing. True. She's probably forgotten all about it. <laughs> so uh, Buffy comes in through her uh, little like uh, French door things and uh, they need to talk. And Willow's like, good, I've been letting things fester and I want to be fester free. <laughs> um, justice for Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, D- I understand the bonding with Faith. You guys work together. You need to get along. Uh, and Buffy's like, it's more complicated than that. And uh, Willow's like, well, it's that exact thing. The whole Slayers only stuff. It's ticking me off. Since when wouldn't I understand? You talk to me about everything. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm not cool enough for you because I can't kill things with my bare hands. And that's when Buffy breaks down. She's like, Bleh. <laughs> And Willow's like, oh, my God, don't cry. I'm bad. I'm sorry. I'm bad. I'm bad. She's like, I don't know my own strength. <laughs> yes. I just unleash. Yes. And she's like, holy shit, I didn't realize I lashed out so hard. Poor Willow. (laughs) It's really, it's like a fun little bit of comic relief that Uh this episode needs. Yes, I agree. Uh, But Buffy says, Willow, I'm in trouble. And we cut to like a few minutes later. So Buffy's told her about everything. And she's talking about how Faith is acting like she doesn't care. And Willow's like, "Mm, maybe it's, she's in shock or something. Is it a thing drapes scarves over lamps in the 90s <laughs> i didn't even notice that well, like willow's got them and buffy has them in her room if you uh were into decorating your room in the 90s like let us know sheer fabrics over lamps was that a thing i feel like i feel like i don't know i don't know scarves i don't i have no idea <laughs> i don't know about interior design in the 90s anyway i just noticed it i've noticed it before in buffy's room too but Oh, I also noticed that uh, in this during this day, Buffy's wearing this like this pink coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wears several many coats. In this several episode. many coats. This is not the best coat that she wears in the episode. Mm. Uh, and uh, she says uh, that she thinks the detective knew she was lying. And Willow's like, "We just have to go to Giles. He'll he's he'll know what to do." So we cut to Buffy walking into the library and uh, Giles walks out of his office and she's like, I don't know how to say this. I know Mm -hmm. I've kept things from you before. And then Faith comes out of his office and she's like, I've been blowing off my classes in the sense of not going to them. (laughs) (laughs) And Faith's like, I told him, Buffy. (laughs) But it turns out that she told him Buffy did it. <gasps> he, had, he had to know what you did. And Faith clearly feels bad about this. And yeah, stabbed in the back. And she's terrible at lying because she's not making any eye contact with mm-hmm. Buffy. Yes. Yeah, stabbed in the back. Betrayal. Vicious uh, attack. Vicious attack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh giles is like i don't want to hear any more lies buffy get in my office uh faith i'll see you in the morning and as she leaves she's like i'm sorry Hmm. uh so giles goes into the office and she's like i didn't do it i didn't do it and he's like he looks out the window to like make sure she's not like lurking around i guess he's looking watching her leave and he's like uh i know buffy i know it's faith and she's like, she's like, has this, she's like relieved, but then she's also like, what the fuck, Giles? <laughs> right. Uh, and he's like, uh, she's just, go, she goes, she just goes like, oh my God. And she sits down and he, he's, he explains to her, he needed her to think he was on her side. He doesn't know how far she'll take it. And she's like, uh, I think she'll take it pretty far, like all the way. Mm-hmm. And she, he's like, you should have come to me immediately. She says she wanted to, but Faith wouldn't hear of it. 
And uh, she explains they both thought it was a vampire. Barely, Buffy barely realized just a second before. And Giles is like, well, you know, this happened before, Buffy. And she's like, what? <laughs> right. Which makes complete sense. But then he's like, yeah, the council normally does a hearing, but of course I'm not going to involve them. And it's like, yeah, because they fucking suck. Yeah. Well, literally it, nothing they do is helpful in any way ever. Right. But, and interesting that they didn't bring this up in Ted. Oh, right. <laughs> he's, he, he just ignored, but he, he was just like, oh, Buffy needs time. Uh, so, which, you know, I, I feel, well, that's feel a little like different a decision, though, because it wasn't Buffy like she was fighting a monster. Yeah. True. True. That's true. She, she, w- it was like a domestic accident kind uh-huh. of thing more than like a slaying accident. No, you got me. You got me. Uh, so he explains how the council investigates and uh, they punish people if they need to. And, uh, they're like, faith does not need it. She's unstable right now. And Buffy's like, yeah, we need to help her. Uh, Giles says that she's in denial. There won't be any help until she admits what happened. And Buffy's like, well, maybe I could talk to her, but maybe I'm too close. Maybe one of the guys. And I was like, are you, you're talking about Angel, Xander and Oz. Like which one of them could talk to Faith? I mean, Willow is also, I think in the guys, but. Oh, she would okay. be one of the, she wouldn't obviously. None of it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't That's make why any she's like, who the fuck would talk to her? Yeah, right. And, which, I mean, I do think it is a little bit of a setup for the Xander thing. Yeah, and G- yeah, and Giles says something. Well, th- this is clearly m- meant to make the audience think about the Xander thing because he says something like, "Maybe they're seeing a different side of her." And it's mm-hmm. like, why would they be see- anyway? But I guess it's true. <laughs> uh, but Xander has seen a very different side of her than anyone else. Mm. The side with no clothes on. Uh, yes. So while Giles is telling her no one else needs to know right now, it's a delicate situation and we can't scare her off because we might lose her forever. It pans out and we see that Wesley has been listening this whole time. Makes, <gasps> I guess not really his first, but another in a series of just completely shit decisions made yes. by Wesley. This, oh, Wes. This is going to be a theme for Wesley. It sure is. Yes, and so uh, w- this episode is not only about the consequences of Faith's actions. It's about the consequences of Buffy waiting to tell someone. It's about the consequences of uh, Wesley uh, not discussing with these people. Or, um, Yeah, and there are more consequences in the episode as well. Maybe consequences from previous actions even. Uh, so we see Wesley dial Quentin and he gives them the code word, which is monkey. And they start to make him spell it. And he's like, just give me, give me Quentin. And right. <laughs> which is very funny. It's, like, it's kind of like, put him on? it's an emergency. Well, it's kind of like, uh, I, I, I like to imagine that whoever's answering the call is just uh, taking the piss out of him. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, uh, okay, okay, Wesley, spell the code word. Right. Or just like, like nobody actually likes Wesley. Yeah, Maybe right. they just give the Slayer position to like the least liked watcher. They're like, uh, we're too smart and we're old. You just, we'll just send the bad guys like, to the Slayers. Let's just shit all over the Slayers watcher. Could like maybe, <laughs> like maybe, maybe they didn't like Sam Zabuto either. I wonder what he's doing now. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we cut to this are they in the cafeteria there's like chairs stacked up on tables i guess to show that it's after school and willow's like oh well maybe we could all talk to her together and buffy's like like that intervention you guys did on me yeah you guys fucking suck at interventions yeah that's a really bad idea and uh 
they're worst like, interventionists ever. They're like, you guys nearly came to blows. And Xander's like, you nearly came to blows. I yeah, nearly came to loss, loss of, of limbs. limbs. Yes. Yeah, reasonably, Xander. We haven't forgotten how much you fucking suck, you asshole. Yeah. Xander. Uh, Buffy reasonably is like, Faith is way too defensive for that. And Xander suggests that he can be the one on her one, <laughs> which is a stupid <laughs> way to phrase that. And he's like, oh, that, that's not what I mean. Uh, there has to be awkward sexual tension around it. Yes. He tells them that he thinks they have a connection. And I was like, Xander, you clearly were not paying attention when this whole thing happened. She kicked you out of her room immediately. You didn't even right. get to put your clothes on. What are you <laughs> talking about? And I do like the, like, uh, normally it's supposed to be that, like, men treat sex like it's, like, a nothing Mm -hmm. and women are too emotionally involved in it but now but xander's like (laughs) has like these googly eyes over faith and he's like we have a connection Mm. so that's kind of interesting to me uh so he starts to be like oh we hung out recently you know with the apocalypse demon and willow is already putting two and two together yeah and she just like starts to look down giles and well and buffy are still like two plus two equals 17 yeah, right. And uh, eventually Buffy's like, and you talked? And he's like, not extensively. And she's like, then why would you? Oh. And then Giles is like, oh. And then <laughs> they all look at Willow and she's like, I don't need to say, oh, I got it before. They <laughs> this is very together. funny. I loved it. Um, and they're like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, and Buffy's like, Xander, she kind of looks at the guy she sleeps with as jokes. And he's <laughs> no, like. She says, no offense. He's like, why would I be offended by that? Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, Giles is like, well, you could help me with research. And uh, Willow's kind of staring off and he asks her about uh, accessing the mayor's files. And she's like, what? Oh, I can try. Uh, And they're like, he's clearly up to something. And Buffy's like, well, we haven't figured out what to do about Faith yet, which is like the whole reason for this. Mm -hmm. And Giles is like, I don't know. I need time. And Buffy says, she needs help now. I owe her that. Mm. I don't know if Buffy owes her anything, but uh, it is nice that she's trying to help her. And I had I, I really liked that because I, I did not remember Buffy being like so understanding and like trying to be so helpful about this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad I, I'm, I'm really glad that they're showing her in this way. Well, I mean, it I feel like Buffy more than anybody else could understand it because I mean, well, like she said, I could have done that. Like I noticed like one second before. Mm-hmm. So it could have easily also have been her like if she had been in the front. So. Yeah, and like and like we mentioned already, like she already thought she killed a person, like by, like a, a regular. She thought she killed a regular person by pushing them down the stairs earlier. Like she knows what this well, kind of thing. Even can that, like. like she just has such like this. She feels the weight of all this responsibility on her. Like she's uh-huh. talked about before, like when uh, Kane was there, and like he's like, if that werewolf kills somebody, you're gonna have to deal with that. And she's like, I, I deal, deal with, with that it every day. day. So yeah. like she she understands like kind of how crushing this is to yeah. like be responsible for protecting people and like what that means to fail at it yeah and now so that puts something into perspective for me because throughout this episode i'm like well clearly like buffy it doesn't seem to me like buffy should feel as guilty as she does like First of all, yes, it was an accident. And also, like, she didn't do it and she tried to stop it. Like, she did literally everything she could. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, now looking at it from that perspective where everything that happens is like a thing where she's like, I could have prevented that. Mm-hmm. It, it makes a little bit more sense to me because she's like this all the time about stuff when things yeah. go wrong. Yeah. What does she always say? They're like, oh, it's time to go face the big evil. I have to go by myself. It's yes. just me. Uh-huh. Yep. We, uh, we just revisited uh, the first instance of it happening. So mm-hmm. we, n- okay, now we get the scene. <laughs> it, it's very short, but we get some very sad vocal music. We have mm-hmm. words this time while Willow is crying in an open bathroom stall. She didn't even close the stall. Uh, What the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, is this supposed to be like the final like death of the Xander Willow relationship or like sexual tension thing or? Yeah. Is I, it she's like mourning that? So I have, so I feel like maybe it's supposed to be that she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I thought I was over Xander, but now I learned he had sex with someone else and he lost his virginity. And that's sad to me because I still am not completely over him. I feel like that's what we're supposed to see this as. I guess, yeah. But there's also like, maybe it could just be that like Faith feels like, or not Faith, Willow feels like Faith is, like, monopolizing her friend's, like, brains, and, like, she feels kind of left out. Yeah, it could, yeah, I could see it being, like, an extension of, like, Faith. (coughs) Shit. Faith has been kind of hogging Buffy. Like literally just pulling her out of school uh-huh. while they were in the middle of a test and like And now her best friend has not told her that he like this big thing happened to him with and it was with, with faith. Faith, yeah. So I would like to believe that that is what's going on here and Willow's just one that of those That makes more sense. Because I feel and like it, and I like it better. Uh-huh. Because we're getting more and more the sense I feel like that Willow wants to be helpful and needed by her friends. Mm-hmm. And uh it's like faith has been giving her friends these things that she's not able to and maybe that's just been big for her Mm -hmm. so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing i don't think it's handled very well (laughs) because it's really unclear yeah like what exactly she's sad about she kind of addresses it later where she says i'm not into faith sharing my people yeah that makes sense but yeah also why yeah, Marty Noxon, you could have been, you could have handled this a little bit more delicately. Yeah, because it really does just come off about her being like butthurt about Xander, which right. is so stupid. Uh huh. I choose to believe it's not that, but yeah. it's, I still am offended by the the suggestion. It feels like the show is making that it is. I had honestly just forgotten that part ever happened, uh-huh. and I was watching it this, you know, preparing for this, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, every time what I watch the this? episode, I'm confused by it. Yeah. So we also see Xander staring into space on the library stairs. He's like, did it really mean nothing to her? Am I a joke? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I really, I like to shit on Xander, but, you know, that would feel, that would be tough. Like, it was, right. clearly it was, even though it's kind of, like, dumb and silly for him to think it was a big deal for both of them, like, when, it still sucks. And, well, I mean, yeah, for one, it's a big deal for, you know, most people to lose their virginity Uh but also it's kind of wrapped up for him in this like secret little hero story that he had right that's true yeah his like amazing xander night yeah he's like i was the superhero for a night and i got to i got to get the girl 
well that makes me feel that makes me feel less sympathy for Xander well (laughs) but yeah yeah but I mean in his mind it was like this whole big awesome thing and then he's finding out oh it was just meaningless to her Uh maybe and then confirmed later yeah yeah yeah. i do feel bad for xander here we see faith watching tv and xander knocks on her door she's wearing a hot leather pants and like a sheer top Mm -hmm. and uh she's like what and she's got an up do (laughs) yes he asks how she is and she's like i'm sick of hearing that question and he's like can i come in just to talk i'm not gonna try anything and she's like, uh, yeah, like you could make something happen if I didn't want it to. And he's like, yeah, I'm not here to take you under any circumstances. This whole part is so cringe. I, it is so It is weird. very, very uncomfortable to me. Why? And I think it's meant to be, too. I mean, yeah, but why? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I just need five minutes and that's all I need uh, to talk. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that like, that was actually kind of funny. Yes, it was kind of funny. He's like, I'll be quick as a bunny. <laughs> Oh, mm. uh, yeah. You just thought what I thought. Mm. Oh, I mean, I was thinking it the whole time. <laughs> so, um, he he's like, I heard about what happened, and then he's like, talk to Buffy. Then she did it. He's like, I heard that version, and she's like, version. Mm-hmm. And like, he's not even trying to keep it secret that they know. Faith yeah, exactly. Did it. There, Xander was just like the literal worst person this to is, have tried this. Xander has such terrible ideas when he wants to help. Like, sorry, I I understand you want to help Xander, but this is it's like when he went to talk to Larry about the werewolf thing. Yeah, or like when he tried to talk to Buffy about angel in uh dead man's party xander you're so bad at helping almost got him his head punched off by buffy which would have been an improvement (laughs) yes (laughs) so he's like it sounds like an accident and uh, that's what's important and she's like no it's important that buffy is the accidental murderer i was like faith that's manslaughter (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh so He's like, you may not think so, but I sort of know you. And I was like, shut up, Xander. Oh, my God. And he says, I've seen you post-battle, and I know that you ha- you're have you like a wild thing, and you don't know what you're doing. And Faith's like, yeah, and you're living proof. And I was like, ouch. Uh, Zach, <laughs> Zach, is, Zach, Zach can't, uh, can't record without something in his hands, and he's just like shaking something around violently and hitting his microphone with it. I have to fiddle. <laughs> uh, I was like, yikes, Faith. That was a low blow. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're trying to hurt me, but you need someone on your side. It wasn't your fault, and I'll testify if you need me to. And face like, oh yeah, you'd love to go up in court and tell everyone how you boinked me and I made you my boy toy. And uh, she's like, you just came because you want another taste. And he's like, no, it was nice. Uh, it, was, it was great, but it was a blur. Someday, sure, yeah, but not like this. And she's like, like how then? Lights on or off? Kinks or vanilla? And he's like, I just came here to help you. I thought we had a connection. And she laughs at him and she pushes him onto the bed and she's like, you want to feel a connection? It's just skin. I see, I want, I take, I forget. And he's still insisting, no, it was more than that. And I was like, shut up, Xander. Uh, but sh- now she's just sexually assaulting him mm-hmm. and physically assaulting him. Right. And uh, she's like, I could do anything you want. And I- oh, sorry, I could do anything to you and you want me to. I could make you scream. I could make you die after she like kisses him and bites his lip. And she's choking him now. 
and he's like trying to grab at her arms and thank god angel is there to come in and whack her over the head How did he get in though and he broke open the door or something i don't know he's maybe vampire. the door maybe the <gasps> has he ever been in there i don't think so i don't think he has not on camera anyway i, mean, I guess yeah huh and I mean, I know they call it a motel. It also kind of says apartments out in front. But uh-huh. if a person's living there, I don't think he could do that. But Well, maybe maybe motels don't count since... I was going to say, I could see that being like a loophole. But I, I just thought about I that. I did not think about that. That is when, crazy. When he whacks her with the bat, and I'm like, whoa, wait, how did he get in there? Mm-hmm. So we cut to her being chained up at the mansion. And she's like, you finally decided to tie me up. I knew you weren't a one slayer guy. And, you know, was, since we're ramping up the faith is going bad storyline, we have to make her exponentially more sexual and well, sexually yeah. aggressive. Because only baddies want to. Fuck. Only evil ladies are sexy. Uh, only mm-hmm. evil people like BDSM. Uh, mm. And she's like, not. Uh, <laughs> Angel's like, not that I uh, don't trust you. Well, actually, it is. <laughs> I don't trust you. And I, Angel hasn't interacted with her, with her a whole lot. And one of those times, she tried to kill him. So mm. <laughs> it makes sense. True. Uh, and she's like, I know what it looked like, but we were just playing. And Angel's like, oh, yeah. And he forgot the safe word. He says safety word. Oh, the safety I word? Like, I didn't I didn't catch that. I don't. Has it ever been safety word? I don't think so. I just remember thinking, like, did somebody who has only, like, ever read about, like, kinky sex in books write this, <laughs> that, that line? Right. That's so funny. Or did he just read it wrong? And she safety says word. she says safe words are for wusses. She also says safety words, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I was like, Faith, that's how you know Faith is not ready for BDSM. Mm-hmm. Also, she's probably 16. Uh, we have no idea how old she is. Yeah, we, we don't. It never <laughs> says, really. <laughs> it does not. There's no indication. We we did come on the side of probably she's younger than Buffy, though. But, uh, did we? I thought we did. You In Faith, Hope, and Trick. I oh. didn't. <laughs> that's what I think. So she's like... Uh, uh, I bet you're not big on trust games. Uh, or no, I think Angel says that. And she's like, y- are you going to shrink me? And I was confused by that for a second. I was like, oh, like he's being a shrink. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's like, I just want to talk. She says, that's all. That's what they all say. Then uh, let me stay the night. I won't try anything. And I was like, Faith clearly has some trauma that is contributing mm-hmm. to her attitude here. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's like, uh, you want to go the long long way around? I can do that. I'm not getting any older. And I was like, hey, guess why, Zach? Is it because of something about Quiche? It's because he's not exactly <laughs> living up Quiche. It's because he's a vampire. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Gas. Uh, I, can't, I, I knew I, there was something off about that place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a new guest coming on in a few episodes who we haven't had before. And I'm so excited to see if I can find a way to do that to her. <laughs> Uh, work in the quiche so he walks out into the garden where buffy is and who asks how she's doing and he's like it's like talking to a wall but you get more from a wall (laughs) uh buffy decides she's gonna go and get faith's stuff to show her that they're on her side and uh, buffy is i i really love the way buffy is acting right right now like Mm -hmm. she's being very i said it before but like she's being very empathetic very caring and like she understands what faith could be going through even though she's dealing it with it in a different way than buffy would Mm-hmm. and uh angel's like don't get get your right. hopes up she's she might not want us to help her uh 
and Buffy's like, yeah, she does. She just doesn't know how to say it. Well, so much too. I I wanted to jump back uh, to what you were talking about. I mean, there's so much here contrasting the two of them. Uh huh. And it's because this whole like killing Finch, the deputy mayor, is like this huge kind of. It's sort of like um, how uh, shit. What's it called? Uh, in in Les Mis, the one where he's like, uh. He's deciding, is he going to be a criminal or is he going to be a new person? Is he going to take the silver and go be a new guy? Uh-huh. You know the song I'm talking about? I think so. He's like the one, he's like, I am reaching, but I fall. Oh, yeah, the yeah. night is closing in, that part. And that and that is mirrored in the Javert suicide song. Uh-huh. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Javert does the exact same thing, but he can't live with himself. So it's like that same kind of mirrored storytelling thing where they are both going through dealing with the same event. Uh-huh. And one takes it one complete different direction. Yeah, than the Buffy other. Buffy just takes it head on and like feels the feelings. Yes. <laughs> feels the feelings and talks to people about mm-hmm. it and like has been exemplified before. And Faith is like, I don't like she, she do- so desperately needs to feel like, uh, like she's used to like just doing what she wants and not, mm-hmm. not, not feeling a thing about it. And now that she's kind of forced to have to, she's trying to like push it down and pretend like nothing's wrong. Right. There's like this pivotal moment, and both characters face the same pivotal moment, but they make a different decision. Yeah, I like that. I like that comparison there. Yes. If only I could have remembered what that first song was called. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, An- soliloquy just remembered. Aha. So angels like she killed a man that changes everything for her. And Buffy's like, maybe she won't need to be locked up with counseling and angels. Like, that's not what I mean. She's got a taste for it now. And I was like, that's weird to me. I don't, I like killing someone by accident makes you like a serial killer or something. What are you talking about? Well, this is like what you've been talking about this whole time of them blurring, really heavily blurring the line. Well, it was, they did the same thing with Angel's story too, right? Uh-huh. Of like intent and free will and control, like really like blurring, like when it's convenient, they're a murderer. When it's right. convenient, it's not their fault. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, this is so weird. It's like the thing where people are like, oh, my dog bit someone and drew blood, so he has to be shot because he wants blood now. Right. Like, that. It's that is. It's just so weird. That comment from him was so strange to me. Well, and I do think it's supposed to just kind of be another little bit, like another drop in the bucket of, like, she's turning bad. Yeah, it's a little... Of like, another little... I think it's a little too on the nose for me it's a little contrived i think but yeah i agree because like angel of all people know should know that killing someone like button and not meaning to like for instance if you didn't have a soul and angel killed a human with a soul does he have a taste for it yeah exactly like what the fuck is up with you anyway do you just want to kill people all the time Angel? what was his name the guy in beauty and the beast yeah Shitface, yeah. right? Yeah, shitface was his name. <laughs> Pete. Pete. Fuck. Fuck you, Pete. Fuck you, Pete. Uh, so we uh, cut to the mayor and Mr. Trick reviewing some security footage. They see that Faith and Buffy were there, and uh, uh, this, this is my favorite part where they see see us together, thick as thieves. 
and uh see they he's like we are and worse and they know it like we are thieves uh-huh a- anyway th- i'm not gonna vampires I'm not gonna... and demon deal makers and yeah 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 i got i got i was like they're stealing from his own office anyway <laughs> big fat ugly bug-eyed baby eating a I, it was just me taking things too literally again <laughs> for <laughs> a change for a change am i right uh, he's like, we don't have enough ev- evidence to put them away, so we need a more efficient solution, and you better think of it soon, Mr. Trick. Yeah. Uh, An- we got back to Angel talking to Faith. He says he knows what's going on with her, and she's like, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know what it's like to take a life, the power in it, the exhilaration. It was like a drug for me. <laughs> and Faith's like, it sounds like you need some help, and I'm kind of with her. Again. He's talking about being angelus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess he does. It's really weird because, or I just did that thing that the TikTokers did to us. I'm a angelus. Yeah. He's talking about being evil angel. Right? Well, that was about calling him the, the names anyway. But like, he's, it's really weird. I mean, I get he does remember it. And I guess he would remember being excited by it at the time, but he also now has remorse for it, which is the whole point of the soul thing. Yeah, it's so, it is so strange. Yeah, the whole, like, uh, the, I mean, <laughs> they are, to be fair to them, they are dealing with this really, really complex thing, but yeah. It, and he even says, no one could help. It stopped when I got my soul back. And I was like, yeah, and Faith has a soul, Angel. What are you talking about? Uh, well, she's- but. He is kind of doing a good comparison where he's saying, I was like this soulless monster uh-huh. when I had my soul back. Like you have a soul. I was redeemable. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So it, there's a method to the madness, I guess. So I Maybe suppose I'm so. Too hard. <laughs> uh, she's like, if we're going to party, let's got, get on with it. Otherwise, can you let me out? And he's like, you've tasted something few do, killing without remorse, feeling like a god, but you're not, you're not much more than a child. Again, I don't think she killed without remorse. I think she's, uh, she's pretending like she doesn't feel remorse. Well, maybe he's pretending. Like he's playing to her. Yeah, I think that's where he's kind of like bluffing a little bit. Maybe I was taking things too literally. Mm, Perhaps. We've been taking things too literally. But yeah, I think, um, because... He says that, and then she's still fronting here because she's uh-huh. like, he says, you can't imagine the price of true evil. And then this is actually a really awesome line, of course. Yeah, I hope evil takes MasterCard. <laughs> yes, I love it. Which is great. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Yes. But, uh, yeah, anyway, because she's, uh, she's still putting up a front, right? But he is sort of starting to get under there sort of yeah so because he's like i i was like you i thought humans existed just to hurt each other and which is a sentiment she has kind of expressed a lot of yes. the time and uh he's like but then i came here and i found out that there are other types of people who want to do right they make mistakes fall down but they keep caring and keep trying and you know he's pretty clearly talking about the scoobies here mm-hmm. specifically probably buffy and while he's talking, you ca- you get some shots of her face, and it kind of seems like it's starting to sink in for her a mm-hmm. little bit. And he says, uh, if you can trust us, this can all change. You don't have to disappear into the darkness. Uh, and it looks like he's getting through to her, but then fucking Wesley Wyndham Price. With a cross. The way this guy just lays Angel out. like It's like that flip animation in Dead by Daylight. Right. He like punches it, and he goes, whoa, 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 pow. Yes. Like, 
<laughs> does like a triple axle backflip, whatever. And I was like, who the are these guys? Uh, did did they get a red eye to America from Britain? Right, exactly. Is there an American chapter of the Watchers Council we don't know about? Which Where would did make they come sense. From? It certainly would. But uh, we don't know about it. And uh, he unchains Faith and immediately cuffs her. And I was, I feel, I feel like that was way too easy. I wrote, um, how is Wesley able to cuff her? Yeah, exactly. She's just like surprised. And I mean, even with her hands cuffed, she could probably kill all these guys. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I, it was, that was strange to me. It would have made more sense if they tased her or something or. Yeah. So he takes her, uh, he takes her away and he's like, you're, you're, you're going for the judgment of the disciplinary committee of the Watchers Council of Great Britain or something like that. It's like the Watchers Council literally does nothing. Right, right, exactly. We cut to break, and when we come back, Faith is in a van with Wesley and some other guy. Just one other random human guy with this right. like flimsy-ass fucking bolt screwed through a wooden board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the Watchers Council is just very like... Uh, yes go capture the slayer it's like here's 50 dollars we're always like uh, we're always like oh yeah people underestimate buffy because you don't they don't realize she has superpowers and these people know faith has like super strength and they like screw this little like bolt this like eye bolt into this like flimsy fucking wooden board in a van and have two people guarding her. i just feel like the watchers council i mean and i i'm I'm not trying to, I don't feel like this is a really deep observation. It's pretty obvious, but like the Watchers Council is like this huge stand in for misogyny, right? Like uh-huh. in the show, like they're constantly just like, oh, she's just a woman. Like yeah, so underestimating her. She's just, a, they call her a girl all the time. Yes, exactly. And it's like, exactly. I mean, they just don't think about her as like a threat or a person. Again, they always just think about the Slayer as like, like a spoon in a drawer. They're yeah. like, oh, I'm making soup. I'm going to take the spoon out. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, our first priority is to uh, help you. Uh, and he's uh, and he sees the bolt like s- wiggling around in a fucking tiny wooden board. <laughs> and he's like, tighten her restraints. And they have like and a, a, just a... <laughs> it's like an adjustable crescent wrench is right. how he's going <laughs> to tighten the restraint. <laughs> And so oh the guy God. gets up and of course she fucking kicks him and lays him the fuck out. And he, she's like, I'm going to squish this guy's head with like a grape if you don't let me go. And so Wesley lets her go. Also, I mean, w- it, this would have been a much different show. Like, and they, could, they wouldn't have really been able to do this. I don't think. Well, right. well, because, well, shit, there's only so much I can talk about, but mm. I mean, imagine like if this had been today, right? Uh huh. Wesley would have called her bluff and then she would have killed that guy. She would have been like, he would have been like, do it. And then she would have killed him. Right. I, I, if this were like an edgy HBO show, of right. course, absolutely. Or edgy anything, even an edgy CW show. Right. Exactly. So, uh, she then punches Wesley after he lets her out and he's like, Faith, you can't keep running. And she's like, wrong again, Wes. And she Get jumps out wrong. of the van. Yeah. Right. Get used to it. A little, fucking ass <laughs> yeah you little <laughs> fucking ass <laughs> so eviscerate me with your words <laughs> i'm so clever aren't i <laughs> buffy returns to the mansion <laughs> with faith's things and she finds angel in <laughs> just in that net he hasn't gotten out yet right <laughs> yeah he's just like wiggling there like oh, yeah. it's like it's like the fairly odd parents uh their only weakness is a butterfly net <laughs> <laughs> 
we cut to the library and uh <laughs> buffy doesn't even refer to wesley by name she says it was the new watcher <laughs> mm. uh, no oh sorry it's angel Angel's never mind never mind that makes more sense so uh <laughs> they're like uh this means faith is sooner gonna soon gonna be on her way to england with the council most likely they'll lock lock her away for a long time and Buffy's like, well, we have to go stop them. And uh, Willow's like, uh, why? Uh, I, I know I'm not objective. I have a fi- an issue with Faith sharing my people. Uh, you think? At least she's right. self-aware. And she's like, well, Faith murdered someone and then accused Buffy of it. And she hurt Xander. Maybe she belongs behind bars. And I was like, uh-oh. Was w- Willow's down with the propaganda, I feel oh, like. No. I was like, uh-uh. I think Willow is there as the voice of kind of like the audience because yeah, there's uh-huh. been so many things in this episode that are trying to make you turn against faith right yeah yeah that makes sense and uh so buffy's like well it, i think angel is getting somewhere if we can stop wesley we not it we might be able to you know keep going and wesley shows up and he's like that that that's no longer an issue <laughs> <laughs> uh there she's like you let her get away and he says i wouldn't say it like that uh, she mm. escaped and uh, they're like, Giles is like, great. First you terrorize her and then you put her in the streets. Or maybe that's Angel. Angel says that, yeah. And uh, he's like, I was trying to save her. And Buffy's like, you probably destroyed her. And Giles is like, oh, that's enough. Buffy. Is this whole little section like a mini commentary on the failure of the prison industrial complex and the justice system in America? I sure hope so. I think it is. <laughs> Even yes. though they're uh, British. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And uh, Buffy's like, Let, we need to find her before she does any damage. I'll go to the docks because they had that conversation about leaving from the docks earlier. And she sends Giles to the motel, Xander and Willow to her haunts. Angel says he's going to go to the airport. And Wesley's like, I wouldn't help. And as she's leaving, she's like, still got your ticket to the mother country. It's really funny to me because that seems like obviously a voiceover, like a dub that they right. played later. <laughs> it sure does. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, I love that part. because So he's just left standing there. Uh, we cut to the docks. Buffy's searching for her. And as she leaves in her fantastic leopard coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Faith hasn't, she's had, what, like a pale blue and a pink. Yes. Or was pale blue last episode? I do not remember. And now we're on to the white leopard. Yes. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. So Faith starts to come down from the boat. She says, uh, don't give up, do you? And Buffy says, not on my friends in uh, Faith's like, yeah, we're solid buds, right? Buffy says, it's not too late in Faith's like, for me to be like you. Buffy insists no one's asking her to, uh, but she can't go on being like this. And Faith thinks it scares Buffy. And Buffy's like, yeah, hurting people. You're hurting people and you're hurting yourself. Faith says, no, it bugs you uh, that you know we are are the law and we're above the law we don't need the law and uh, you know what i'm about because you have it in you buffy tells her she's sick faith says you've got the lust lust not just screwing vampires and buffy's like don't bring him into this and i was like this kind of a weird objection in this conversation mm. uh faith says you dug it the sex the danger you dug it when he went psycho you need me to toe the line you can't handle me living the way i do because it tempts you because it could be you and buffy punches her and Faith's like that's what i'm talking about so clearly faith has been trying to get a rise out of buffy because she wants to prove that she and buffy are the same and this is not like some problem that she is having uh so you know 
it's uh real 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 deep there why she's doing this mm-hmm. uh, uh buffy then there's just these crates that fall and at first i th- was like what the fuck are these doing here and then i realized like oh probably the vampires did this shipping yard yeah the vampires dropped them upon them yes uh so buffy uh buffy get like her lower half gets kind of crushed by these crates and they get attacked by these vampires faith fights a bunch of them and they just com- uh, conveniently ignore buffy for the most part even though one of them is standing right next to her just yes. like looking down at her kind of <laughs> yeah the they we get into the video game one at a time fighting right so faith's fighting she throws one in the water uh, and uh, Buffy manages to make it out of the crates just in time to fart. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> just in time just to in, fart. Just in time to start fighting Mister Trick, who she's still kind of disoriented from the crates, and it seems like she's a little off kilter. And he's getting the best of her. Also, during these this fight, there are so many really obvious stunt double shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's probably, again, a consequence of the conversion to HD, but oh, <laughs> it yeah. was so noticeable. And Uh Eventually, he ends up wrapping his tie around her. He's not like a normal vampire. No, that's who... like a ratchet strap thing. What? Is it? I thought it was it just way his tie. too long to be a tie. Okay, uh, he he ties something around her that involves fabric, at her neck, and uh, I was like, oh, Mister Trick's not a normal like dumb vampire who's going to just like grab her and pr- try to like suck her blood. No, mm. he's he's gonna incapacitate her actually first, and then try to suck her blood. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he gets the better of her and ends up pushing her against some like shipping crate or something, and. Uh, Faith stakes a vamp and starts to see what's happening, and she kind of hesitates for a second. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Mr. Trick is saying, uh, I hear once you've tasted a slayer, you never want to go back. Uh, we uh, hear something, and he goes, oh, no, no, this is not good at all. <laughs> and, and he dusts, and it turns out Faith has staked him from behind, and they mm. silent, uh, Buffy and Faith silently look at each other. I just wrote poignant looks. Yes. So as much as they're trying to uh, like really hone in on like the Faith going bad storyline, they still want to make sure there's plenty of reason for us to believe she's not like completely irredeemable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut to the next day at the library and Jazz is like, okay, so she saved you. And uh, Buffy's like, yeah, she could have left me to die, but she didn't. Uh, and uh, they established that she came back to town uh, with Buffy and that that's a good sign. And uh, they're like, she has a lot to face before she can put, put this behind her. And Buffy says she's not going to give up on her. And, that, and Giles says, then I think she stands a chance, which is so sweet. This gives us our what a kind of family moment at the end uh-huh it's so nice it is really sweet though i like it a lot uh-huh, i really liked uh, i really like this interaction here but then we cut to the mayor's office and he's putting on his coat to leave and he opens the door and he sees faith <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. just when we thought things were going to be okay it's the all is lost moment <laughs> um she's like you sent your boy to kill me and he says I did. And she says, he's dust. And he's like, I thought it might be uh, since you're standing here. And she's like, guess that means you have a job opening. And he takes her into his office and closes the door. And we cut to credits. <gasps> what a twist. What a twist. You want a twist, eh? We thought the twist in the, was in the last episode. But now the twist is in this episode. Right. And it's really... um. 
it's definitely not out of nowhere, but it's just so I remember the first time seeing it be like <gasps> because you feel like, oh, okay, well she really is gonna turn. She's made a turning point. And then you're like, she did to evil gasp uh and if in case zach didn't realize the meaning of this term but in our uh in our intro to this episode i used the uh the term face heel turn and just so everyone knows if you're not aware i got that from tv tropes and the face heel turn is a trope where a good character turns evil and it comes from pro wrestling, where a good wrestling character turns into a bad, re- or like an, uh, an antagonistic wrestling character. A face turns into a heel. Those are the terms for like a good guy and a bad guy in wrestling. Turn, turn, kick, turn, 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 kick, turn. Yes, and there's also <laughs> heel face turns, which are when a bad guy turns good. And there's also face heel revolving door where you're good and then you're bad and then you're good again. <laughs> Sounds like uh, marching maneuvers. <laughs> it sure does, doesn't it, Zachary? Uh, so yeah, we cut to our credits and that's the episode. There you have it. Uh, we're finally, these last few episodes have kind of been, uh, well, I guess just last two episodes have finally solidified the mayor, I feel like, as the big bad of the season. Like, it's taken a long time, and he's just been working in the background for a lot of stuff. And now we're like, okay, this guy's definitely the big bad. Right. And I feel like it's not until the last episode that we really get that. When he becomes indestructible. Yes, invincible. All right. We have... An in-memoriam mm. for this week, Zachary. We need to memorialize Mr. Trick. Oh, yeah. I almost <laughs> forgot he died. I was like, who died? Oh, my God, who died? <laughs> Let's raise our glasses. Zach, do you want to get us started? Sure. Mr. Trick, you were an interesting vampire antagonist character. You certainly were. You were kind of underutilized, actually. Incredibly. I wish you had been around you know, for more stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you could have been hooking up those T1 connections and, <laughs> you know, really making that porn fly through the mayor's office. Oh, absolutely. There's some kind of stock market corruption, probably. Mm-hmm. Short sales, all that good stuff. Uh, you will be missed because you were interesting, and uh, I kind of wish we got to know you a little bit more as a villain, but it was also satisfying to watch you die because uh, it was this kind of turning point for faith or so we thought yes so you did well we wish we had more of you but that's not how the cookie crumbled so goodbye mm. good luck <laughs> and kalink yeah i uh i forgot to mention this when it actually happened but like it's a little frustrating that we had again a black character introduced as like a major player in the season was completely underutilized and kind of just went away to serve a white character's story yeah it really sucks and they could have done a lot more with mr trick agreed but they're like oh we can't figure out how to make him fit in with the rest of the season so he just has to go poof so yeah it it sucks uh and you know, that's on that. Mm-hmm. It, it We can't go back and change it, unfortunately. Also, it would have been really interesting had to see him play Spike. But, I mean, of course, yeah. James Marsters is great, too, though. But Yes, yes. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, Spike gets to live. Mr. Trick has to fucking dust yeah, I know. unceremoniously. I mean, and it wouldn't... Okay. Wouldn't it have made more sense 
for things to come to a head and Mr. Trick to just kind of like when he saw things go start to go south, just slink off. Yeah, and like he doesn't even get to be there for whatever big thing is going to happen at the end of the season. So it sucks. Whatever that may be. However big. However large. <laughs> however phallic. <laughs> <laughs> So, as we go through the series, we are giving each episode a score from 1 to 10 stakes. Zach, how many stakes are you going to give this episode? I gave it a 9. A 9 stakes. Were well, you going to give it a 9.38? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Zachary. <coughs> I'm going Your to give this credit. episode 8 stakes. Ooh. Yeah, it could be better. I, th- I feel like there's there's some contrivances in the way they treat Faith's face heel turn as it were Mm. and it just i feel like this sort of arc deserved to have maybe one or two more episodes before she decides to go join the mayor or i don't know maybe they just could have written it better because sometimes it's like it's like conveniently she uh, it fe- seems like she's going to be good and then conveniently they're like she has a taste for blood and it'll never stop and it's like it's just like this weird it's it's really weird to me and I'm I'm interested in seeing how I feel throughout the rest of the season about how Faith how Faith's story arc goes it's interesting to me I mean I guess that or that you say it because I feel like they've been setting it up all the way since I do feel like they've been setting up like this this conflict between the like quote unquote light slayer and dark slayer and I think that is a very interesting idea and I'm not against the idea of faith going evil and I do think that they have like laid some breadcrumbs along that path but it feels like I don't know they could have it, it it does feel a little bit contrived to me that like she accidentally kills this person and in the next episode like there's just so many mixed things about how they're portraying it and I feel like it could have been a little bit more consistent. I mean, and she, though she was in the last episode breaking and entering and stealing things. Yeah, but that's like different than killing. That's different than killing someone, not feeling bad about it, and then joining this guy you know is up to some like crazy bad shit. Well, and I mean, because like before she was like, she's like, yeah, I like killing vampires. And like, that was basically her whole thing. I don't know. It's it's it is a little it it feels a little a little much for me. I still like it, though. So that's why I give it an eight. Yeah. I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm debating this with you. But yeah, like I think I guess I get what you're saying, but I don't agree <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree that it was too fast how dare you zachary you must agree with me well and i i like the idea of comparing the idea of like essentially therapy right and uh-huh. rehabilitation against punishment yeah and how like that is what really just was the final nail in yeah, the coffin. Well, that's that is a good point that she might have it, things would probably have gone completely differently if Wesley hadn't fucked everything up. Well, and I mean, I know this is something I this is something I think that's going to get addressed in this series, but like in I mean, listen, trigger warning for mentioning Harry Potter stuff if you are pissed at JK Rowling cuz she sucks totally fair i don't think people but, are triggered by harry potter but uh, but yeah or yeah anyway just whatever you know anyway I mean. we will talk we uh, there's might, a line might mention harry potter but know that we know jk rowling is terrible yeah and she we sucks. do not support her in any way we are we are big into supporting franchises where this 
the content is great, but the creator's a dick. <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> okay, <so>. sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look at this podcast. So anyway, what I, I've been trying to say for the last 10 minutes is there's this line where people aren't just separated into good people and death eaters. Uh-huh. Like that's this whole thing with faith. It's like, she's not just one or the other. She has qualities of both. I think my, okay. So first of all, uh, at least Joss Whedon isn't like actively making life worse for like millions of disenfranchised people. But, um, he just did it for the people. Who I'm not saying him. he's a good person, but like it's a little bit, it's a little bit on a smaller scale. But um, asshole who ruins people's lives, a small number, a smaller number of people's lives, and someone who is actively an activist against uh, a whole bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, not 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 that it. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter. No. Um, I think really my problem is that we could have gone a little bit more into, I feel like it faiths my, uh, like her backstory and her way of thinking weren't quite examined enough. Yeah. Like I think it could make more sense if we had a little bit more to work with there. I mean, I would have liked to, yeah, of course have seen it, but they, I do feel like they have been in terms of like what, uh, what they can go I into agree. in this they, show. I do like a little bit, I do a little bit like the nugget approach. And but there's only so much you can do without telegraphing it. True. So, but like they've been for several, many episodes, like Faith is separate from us. Faith doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Faith is And whatever. I do, I do like the plot point. I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Anywho, I agree there could have been more, and I wouldn't have hated it. Yes. But I also feel like it was still good. I understand. Boom. It's an eight from me. It's a nine for me, Gorge. <laughs> anyway, that was 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, so now it's time for us to go into the uh, part where we share our episode MVP. What a smooth transition that was. <laughs> could just be like, so Kyle, who is your MVP Kyle. for the episode? It's a part the episode where we do the <laughs> talk about that mvp. Kyle, who's your fucking MVP? I'm going to give it to Giles. I feel like Giles has learned a lot from the way he reacted to Buffy uh, keeping Angel a secret. And I feel like he's very supportive in this episode of Buffy and the way she wants to deal with things uh, similar, similarly in the way that he was supportive of her and Ted. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really like that for him. And I think it's, uh, it was, it was a great little, some little great character moments for Giles and his empathy with Buffy. And his his willingness to trust her. And his empathy for faith. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good point. I went in a much different direction. Oh, Uh, I said faith. Oh, how was Faith the MVP? I feel like Faith won this episode. She's getting to have her cake and eat it too. Yeah, she gets to push down all of her emotions and... Uh-huh. What? No, she gets to like work through her emotions, right? Through this whole killing vampires with Buffy and save face with Buffy and still be in Buffy's inner circle. Oh, yeah. But then also now she's working both sides. But has she really worked through her emotions though? Like if she had worked through her emotions, would she be joining the, joining the mayor? I mean, yeah, I think this is part of it. Okay. I don't, I'm not saying I'm really interested to talk more about faith. Now that this has happened, I'm not talking about it from like a good evil perspective. I'm saying, I think she at this point is winning 
in the episode, like winning in the series where she's like kind of, she's Miley Cyrus. She's Hannah Montana. She's got the best <laughs> of both worlds. Sure. Yeah. She's angling for the number two spot with the big bad of the season. Uh-huh. And also like the number two slayer hero of the season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, progresses. I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. It is time for a queer analysis from our own Zachary Riker. That's me. So, um, I feel like we've already kind of really dissected a lot of it. I mean, not necessarily in queer terms, but I mean, one, of course, big overarching general one is just internal struggles. Uh-huh. Right. With like your person yeah. and who you are and uh-huh. what you've done and things. You which could say Faith's struggle to push down her feelings about uh, accidentally killing someone are analogous to a queer person's struggles with uh, maybe trying to suppress their queerness. Mm-hmm. Or especially if, like, I mean, this isn't necessarily something that I went through, but it is something that I saw other people go through, where you have these queer experiences, and then that in in your mind, especially if you're deep in the south of the of Amer- of the Americas, um, <laughs> if you're deep in the American Wait, south, if you're in, and you're yes, if you're I in the south of the Americas, you're in South America. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to make a reference to the, of the Iraq. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> Miss Miss whatever Miss it South was. Carolina, I think. Anyway, um, if you're in the American South in the Bible Belt, and you maybe have like gay encounters with people, and then you see that as like an affront to the Lord, but oh, you're yeah. like, this is literally a conversation I had with a guy in a car. <laughs> I thought we were going to fool around, but then he was like, well, it's okay because I apologize afterwards. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I, oh, yeah, I ask for forgiveness every time. And I'm like, we can't No, <laughs> You're like, I do not consent to this. No gorge. So anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that kind of thing, especially like, you know, and not it's not just in the South. It's not like religion only exists here, but like those sorts of struggles that queer people have to go through, where they have to like work out this identity, and you're doing it as a child while you're being told you're gonna like burn forever in hell or whatever, or you're gonna you know all these crazy things, and then like so these so many of these weird moral things are tied to like you just feeling your feelings. This is. Uh... <laughs> This is actually kind of sad, but the idea of it is very funny to me. I just imagined, like, in the way that Faith, like, pushes down her feelings about killing Alan and then joins, like, the side of evil. I just imagined, like, a gay person, like, pushing down, turning off, like, a light switch, their their, uh, queerness, and then... (laughs) They show up at the end of the episode to, like, join the Straits Association. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to that uh, God Hates Facts church. Right. Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Those turds. Yeah, I uh, I agree with uh, what you've had what you had to say. But yeah. Oh, I also put in a couple other things. The establishment trying to help in the shittiest way possible. <laughs> yes. uh, in this case, the Watchers Council is a stand-in for conversion therapy. It's like, uh, oh, you can have uh, you can have civil unions. Yeah. Uh, no, or I, conversion therapy. Yeah, I went <laughs> a completely different route with it, where it's like, you know... Uh, I I always okay just because I was so surrounded by it and not that my family I mean parts of my family are kind of super religious but like they're not like super duper religious yeah and then I mean at least the part that I live around the most aren't but then they also are I don't know it's really complicated (laughs) yeah because they would be like imagine that 
Well, because arguments and things always come to, oh, in the Bible. I'm like, bitch, when was the last fucking time you went in a goddamn church? <laughs> right. Like, anyway, sorry. I don't know where that it's therapy time for me now, apparently. <laughs> but, like, just the idea of, oh, we can help you pray this gay away, you know, um. being like, we can lock it up. We can throw you in right. gay jail. Right. And it won't be a problem anymore. Is which is a horrible way to deal with your and problems. And then there's Buffy who is uh her bisexual self last episode who's like, Hey, let's deal with this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's touch each other's lady bits. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was the queer analysis. Now Kyle. What's the gayest moment of this episode? This is a tough one for me. I've thought about a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to say it is, uh, gosh, I really don't know. There's not, this isn't a super like, I yeah, mean, the two I'm, the two I'm wrestling with are Mr. Trick's reaction to being staked. Oh yeah. And, uh, the mayor shredding papers to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so gay. Uh, not getting his yayas. Mm. I'm going to say Mr. Trick's reaction to being staked. Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is not good. Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is no good at all. Yeah. um, It was really tough. I was like, maybe it was, was it Faith asking Xander if he wants to do Kings or Vanilla? But that was very heterosexual. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can't... Let's not do the hetero kink erasure, Zach. What? Heterosexuals can be wild and crazy, too. Like, we can't stereotype them, Zachary. Like, it would be wrong. What about... Wait, wait, I have a gayest moment. Zach, Zach, that would be wrong. (laughs) That would be wrong. That would be wrong. Anyway, I (laughs) I have a gayest moment. Oh, you can't handle watching me have a blast because it tempts you. Oh, if that isn't just a crystallization of the faith bisexual energy towards Buffy. I think yours is better than mine. That was me saying, I don't know. (laughs) It's because I'm playing with this little. uh, My fidget this episode is uh, (laughs) the little. uh, The dongle we use to. Put to plug the SD card was, into Zach's uh, MacBook. I was trying to crack it like a whip. Or as uh, Chandler Bing would say, whoopa. Whoopa. It's a very straight reference for you. Boom. You're a boom. All right. So <laughs> I was trying to look for stuff and I just stopped talking for a second. Look for what? Uh, the stuff I have to read. So we have a review and an email to talk about before oh, we finish right, our episode right, today. Right. Yes, we got a new... Too right. Too right. We've got a new Apple Podcasts review from DJP95762. Uh, I can't, I always look at it on my, I need to start bringing my computer or I don't know, maybe looking at it on my iPad or something because I never see the titles of the full title of the review. Uh, This review uh, is titled, this pod is so gay and I, wait, I want (laughs) to see if I can find it. Here, let me, let me look at it on my iPad. Actually, maybe I probably have the podcast app on here. 
Like, I don't understand. There's no way for me to see it on my iPhone. Okay, I found it. All right, so the title of the review. I'm sorry. <laughs> the title of the review is This Pod is So Gay and I'm Obsessed. It's a five star review. Thank you so much, DJP. These boys are amazing and love, love, love the LGBTQ plus lens they provide. Zach and Kyle are hilarious, super in-depth, and offer great insight. Oh, my my heart's all a flutter. I'm like, I don't make, give enough detail. I give too much detail. I don't have anything to say. That's how, what I think every time I'm writing my notes. We are not worthy. <laughs> uh, but honestly, this podcast is just so much fun. I listen to a lot of the Buffy recap pods. There are so many good ones. There really are. They're so good. Mm-hmm. But Buffy gaze really takes the cake steak (laughs) 100 out of 10 recommend smiley face thank you so much djp that was so nice to go on lunch at work and read that review i really loved it yes thank you so much uh thank everyone who reviews us and we also got a fun little email that i really loved reading from will will uh mentioned to us uh, he, he he wanted to tell us about how he came across the podcast. And uh, so first of all, he was listening to some someone else's podcast about an episode called Family in season five and was frustrated that they didn't pick up on some queer themes in that episode uh, because there are queer themes in that episode. Let me tell you what. Mm. <laughs> and uh, he's like, he frustratedly typed in uh, Buffy and gay into a search bar and lo and behold, there we are. <laughs> and we I was are. like, that is so awesome because that is exactly the thing I wanted to happen <laughs> when we, uh, when I, when we titled this podcast. Yeah. I remember talking about it and being like, what do we call it? And you're like, uh, Buffy gaze. Uh, like, he yeah. also is a gay musically inclined teacher. And so he felt like, uh, it was made tailor made for him. And I was like, that's <laughs> so cool. Our people. Uh, so he just went on to say how uh, it's become part of his weekly routine. Uh, but thank you so much, Will, for emailing us. It was he he like apo- apologized because he's like, oh, this is going to be a long winded email. I talk a lot, and I was like, uh, you've listened to our podcast. I was say, have you listened <laughs> to the show? Uh, Do you, you watch the show, Tamar? Uh, you've listened to both of Paul's episodes, I'm sure. Like you listen to us talk for like a like all of our episodes are like 50 minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can read an email that takes like two minutes to read thank we you so much will yes it was wonderful we love all of our uh all of our emails and reviews and our instagram messages so thank you keep them coming they yes. really fuel us uh so thank you so much zach do you want to tell everyone where they can find us yeah thank you all so much for listening uh please be sure to Go on to Spotify and Apple and give us a five-star rating and review. Uh, Those are really helpful. And, of course, as we just said, we love them. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at BuffyGaysPod. Yes, and you can also uh, email us at BuffyGays at gmail.com. You can uh, send us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash BuffyGays. And please share us with your friends who lo- who you want to watch Buffy, who already watch Buffy, who you want to be gay, who are already gay, whatever. Any 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 queer adjacent Buffy adjacent person, let them know about us. They, you know you know they'll like us. <laughs> so this has been season three, episode fifteen of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
next week. Join us as we uh, herald the return of a fan favorite and a Willow episode. (gasps) Doppelgang land. I'm so excited. Uh, if you wanted a gay episode, you got a gay episode. <laughs> Till next time, we all, we just had a gay episode. We had bad girls. The lesbians are eating. You wanted a twist, eh? <laughs> so till next time, I am Kyle. And I am not Kyle. I'm Zach. <laughs> and we are your Buffy Hello, Gays. Happy slinging. Bye. <laughs> All right, you ready? Ooh. You ready for this bitch? Country boy, I, I love, love you. you. Uh.